You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about the smiths meat is murder in the room i have rob hi guy and on the line i have ben hello and kyle hi there meat is murder is the second studio album by the english rock band the smiths released on the 11th of february 1985 on rough trade records producer was the smiths and the genre is alternative rock indie rock and post-punk and i'm gonna read from all music review stephen thomas Irwine. With their second proper album, Meat is Murder, the Smiths began to branch out and diversify while refining the jangly guitar pop of their debut. In other words, it catches the group at a crossroads, unsure quite how to proceed. Taking the epic layered How Soon Is Now as a starting point, the group crafts more sweeping mid-tempo numbers, whether it's the melancholy that joke isn't funny anymore or the failed self-absorbed protest of the title track, While the production is more detailed than before, the Smiths are at their best when they stick to their strengths. The Headmaster Ritual and I Want the One I Can't Have are fine elaborations of the formula they laid out on the debut, while Rushami Ruffians is an infectious stab at rockabilly. However, the rest of Meat is Murder is muddled, repeating lyrical and musical ideas of before without signifying expanding on them or offering enough hooks or melodies to make it the equal of the Smiths or hateful of hollow. All right. What do we think of the Smiths? Meat is murder. It's a first listen for me. Like in its, uh, in its entirety. I, I actually, I don't really know if I knew any of the songs off of this one. I know some Smith songs, but you should, I mean, you surely know, how soon is now on the on the u.s release right Mm, i don't i go about things the wrong way right you've heard that song yeah it's the one that's got the the sick delay on the guitar oh that's on the that's on the u.s US. okay okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i I know that song i I don't know any of these other songs yeah yeah i agree i every time i mean i'm a big smith fan and every single time i forget how much of a singles band they are because I'll listen to an album and I'll be like, wait, what, what, you know, what album was this song on? Like ask or any of these other, like, uh, uh, please let me get what I want. All, the, all these like little singles and they're on no album. So they're huh. always on, they have an enormous amount of singles and they have a bunch of singles releases. Like they have the Smith singles, they have louder yep. than bombs. They have, you know, I think two or three more of just singles albums, but the actual packaged like releases of a full length LP, it, it's not, it doesn't quite live up to the hype of the Smiths, in my opinion. Huh. Going into this listen, 
all I have, like I, I had the singles, like I bought it when I was yep. 19 because you're supposed to get into the Smiths at some point. But so going into Meet Us Murder, all I knew, because How Soon Is Now is not on the version I was listening to. Uh, I yeah, wish it was because, because that's my favorite Smith song. But I know that joke isn't funny anymore. And I like that one. But I wouldn't call myself a huge Smiths fan, but I find myself really into this album. I, I, I like this record. Yeah, Ben, I'm like you. I, I had the, the singles album, um, maybe a couple of them. So I recognize like a, f- a handful of these songs, you know? Yeah. But the only actual album that I had by this band was uh, The Queen Is Dead, which I listened to several times and it's fantastic. Um, I like this album a lot. There wasn't anything that I, I thought was filler. I thought there was something interesting in every song. Agreed. Um, I thought it was pretty consistent. I, you know, I like Johnny Marr mixing yep. up his, his riffs, you know, like doing interesting things. Yeah, he's the most interesting thing about this band. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I know a lot of I know Morrissey has the whole mystique and all that kind of stuff. And he does a good job for what they're presenting in the Smiths. But Johnny Marr is is definitely the standout and his guitar work is just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah I one hundred percent agree with that. I, I I didn't roll my eyes anytime with, with any of this stuff, but I did kind of like check my watch a couple of times. Yeah. Like it just yeah. Did, yeah, just not to this is not the the indie rock that grabs me mm-hmm. necessarily. Uh, but again, sure. go, going just to reiterate, like the whole Johnny Marr thing, like good god, uh, and yeah, he's a uh, he like he shows up on uh, the I guess the uh, aside from the Smiths, like he'll be on that Billy Bragg. Uh, oh yeah, stuff. He's and, got a brand new album out right now. Yeah, and Pet Shop Boys. He's on a staggering amount of albums. Yeah. He I mean, was a member of Modest Mouse for a while. Yep. I was I was speaking directly to albums that are in this book, though. Johnny Marr oh, shows up sure. more times. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. He you is, know, when I was he, in high school, I had the Morrissey uh, solo album. I think it was called Vauxhall and I. Yep. The one that had uh, The More You Ignore Me, The Closer I Get. Love it. <laughs> I had. And uh, yeah. yeah, Johnny Marr's the big difference between those those records. Yeah. Uh, it's true. I mean, I'll talk at length when we get to the Morrissey solo stuff, um, which we will get at least one Mike of those Quarry? albums. No, it'll be um, actually. I think that's in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also my favorite Morrissey solo. Um, your Arsenal. Yep. Is is in and pff, I can't wait for you guys to actually hear that one. But I do. I do feel like. It was a good move for the Smiths to sort of, I don't know, disband because after they they had their time and I think they have a a, a really solid set. But after a while, it's 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 like, how much how much can we push this? And when they they broke up, they absolutely branched out into bigger, kind of better, more interesting things. So the Smiths are sort of like a contained you know, idea, not that they didn't evolve while they were playing. This from the first album is a great, uh, really nice leap, especially in recording quality. It's hard to, to really be much of a highlight when you're in the same band as both Morrissey and Johnny Marr. But I think Smith's rhythm section is, is solid as all hell. Especially like uh, that, that disco song on this album, Bar- Barbarism Begins at Home. Oh, that, yeah. That, that, that booty shaker of a track. Yeah, that's no. all rhythm. That's some well, cool and also Johnny work. Marr and Morrissey. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, that track surprised me a lot. <laughs> Was it, did we just jump back like seven years? 
Sounds like some Duran Duran bass riffs. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is just sounding like Japan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're listening to that joke isn't funny anymore. And I think what always struck me about the Smiths is mainly, yeah, the guitar playing, but how unstructured, unstructured everything feels within the song. So at times, like when the headmaster ritual comes in, it feels like you're in the middle of the song. Mm -hmm. Like everything Mm -hmm. just kind of weaves its way around you in a strange way. It's not like, here's the beginning of the song. Here's the middle. Here's the court. You know, it Johnny Marr has a way of presenting a song. And I think Morrissey follows along with that is, is how they, they kind of lead you into a song. They it sort of like they have an idea, but it just kind of swirls around. Well, and with uh, that joke isn't funny anymore, which we're listening to right now. You mentioned how sometimes it just feels like you're dropped into a song. That beginning chord progression of uh, where it's uh, the park the car at the side of the road. That's the only time that happens in the song. Like that, the the like the the yeah that chord progression. You don't see that very often for something you like, and it almost, it almost, it, I'm sure it contributes to that feeling of just being dropped into the middle of something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I always love that. I mean, it does the same thing with the, uh, the rush home ruffians, like starts out with that rockabilly like thing oh, and yeah. then just directly into, into something else and never, never returns to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my favorite song on this record has was been what uh, what she said. That's a cool one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's the one that uh, that's the one that stuck. Is that joke isn't funny anymore? So this is the one song that I did know mm-hmm. having having the singles collection coming in, and I had kind of always assumed without like without researching it or looking into it, just having listened to the song that it was about. Morrissey, uh, him. I thought it was about him kind of addressing his sexuality a bit mm-hmm. in song, but then I was reading about it this week, and and it seems like the general consensus is it's about like just like depression and in gen- in general, but not necessarily like d- depressed feelings as a result of of struggling with where you are like on a sexual spectrum, but. Mm-hmm. There were there was like I don't know uh, Birch like what what do you th- like there was just lyrics in it, like like about like the uh, when he's talking about like the leather of the car seats and I don't know it just like parts of it, it it seemed like sensual yeah Morrissey is very sensual he puts yes. a lot of sensuality in <laughs> in the lyrics and in how he tells the story um I mean there's a, yeah there's a broad range of speculation on all of his songs and i think that's something that definitely appeals to a lot of people just like prince and um uh, some of those other artists where it's like his lyrics seem to have dual meanings or you can interpret them how you want he never always you know ambiguous about how he's uh talking about things and he never just plops it in front of you unless he does sometimes it's just like the, oh, the like, most straightforward like thing is murder yeah the <laughs> most straightforward hit you in the head with it and sometimes it's you know it's just you can't you couldn't uh you couldn't kind of dice 
decipher it in a even if you tried. Some people say that this was actually about the press at the time and how they would ask them the same old stories and they would have to talk about the, you know, it's like when you're doing a tour or a publicity thing and they'd be, you'd make the same jokes or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is just boring now. Like no one wants to hear anything interesting. It's the same repetitive lines and we're all just doing the same uh monotone living that we because that's expected of us you know kind of that cure depression yeah and i think that's what Mm -hmm. that's what comes across in this album is definitely the the cure sort of influence or the cure they're kind of running in parallel how he presents songs and and don't don't robert smith and uh morrissey have a history of hating each other yeah yeah absolutely i mean if what not, are you I would do? hope so. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where you're in the same, you have the same ideas, and you're not going to get along. It's you know, if 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 opposites attract, then the same people repel. Hmm. <laughs> Just like people say, Beatles are Stones. I feel like people say Smiths are the Cure. Kind of. Man, you gotta pick your your flavor of sad. (laughs) Then (laughs) then you're wrong. Right now, we must be listening to the U.S. version because right now, How Soon Is Now just came in the yeah. cans. And yeah. why would anyone not put this song on an album? <laughs> yeah, this song's great. This song's so good. <laughs> yeah, I that, for for all of my listening through this, I didn't bother to look up whether like whether the American version had more songs. But uh, yeah, th- th- this would have been a happy uh, ear treat uh, during my stuff. What I discovered um, uh, looking up this album. Um, is where this riff came from. The How Soon Is Now riff. Yeah. Is that? It's Bo Diddley's Who Do You Love? Yep. Oh, oh just yeah. like run through. It's like, who do you love? Like run through like a heavy ass tremolo or something. Yes. That's cool. <laughs> that oh, that's so cool. <laughs> well, I know what I'm doing after this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a little background on that song. It says this song was very complex to record. Mar broke the process down to the uh, guitar to uh, the guitar magazine. I want to be really, really tense and swampy all at the same time. Layering the slide part was what gave the real tension. So that's a slide when you hear that sort of that, almost mm-hmm. like a Doppler effect. Yeah, like a siren like car driving by. It's so cool. Uh, the tremolo effect came from layering down a rhythm part with a capo on the second front fret of a Les Paul and then sending that out into the live room uh, of four Fender Twins. <laughs> Amazing. <Okay. laughs> yeah. uh, John was controlling the tremolo on two of them and I was controlling the other two. And whenever oh, they were out of so sync, cool. we just had to stop the track and start all over again. 
He said it oh, took an eternity. Shit. Wow. Yeah, that's, wait, that's insane. Who, who is, wait, by John, does he mean Johnny Marr? I believe so. Are you reading from the uh, the engineer's point of view? Yes. Yeah. So Okay. Well, it sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds amazing. Four, Four Fender twin twins, Fender in, a live twins room. <laughs> in a live room. Yeah. So were they you, all mic'd individually can, or were they just like room micing it? They must have room mic'd it. Otherwise, so what's cool. the point of a live room? Right. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, so can you can you sync up two Fender Twins on the same tremolo pad? Or, sure. Or, okay. Yeah. So you would split the signal. Gotcha. Yep. All right. That makes sense. I was about to say if they if they were both like playing with yeah, you can actually piece, that's at, yeah. this, <laughs> at this time too. You could have done a stereo, a stereo tremolo, um, mm-hmm. but the way that they were doing it, I guess with the four amps, it. I mean, it just it sounds amazing. Tremolo. Yeah, I mean, we're in headphones that just sounds like the best thing ever. Yeah, I've always wondered how they cut this song. You know, like in 1985. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, th- I mean, there's a a couple people that just said they they would get goosebumps hearing this song, and when it first came out, people just lost their minds because it sounds like nothing else. Yeah. I mean, it's how does, how does he do it live? They didn't do how it live ju- very much. That's the trick. Is that why they didn't put it on the album? Like, oh, if we put it on the album, people are going to want us to play it. I was thinking that maybe were were the Smiths one of those British bands that thought that, well, singles are for 45s and we're not going to put anything on a single on a record because that's ripping the customer off. Yeah, I I mean, it was a... The Buzzcocks condition. Yeah. It was belated single. Um yeah, I do, again, <laughs> it always confuses me well, when I, singles come I tell out. You what, if I ever buy Meet Us Murder, I'm buying the U.S. copy. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was a uh, maybe they were still stuck mixing this, trying to get the tremolo right while the uh, the British single or the British single came out. But they were a very, I mean, they had so many extra singles. That's the thing is, thinking about these albums is it's a singles band. It definitely is. Even if you like the albums, it yeah. has the singles are good. Yeah. They stand I kind of out. felt the same way about The Cure. Like, I get Smith's singles and Cure Galore and Staring at the Sea, and I feel like I'm kind of good. Mm. <sighs> I don't know about that. I feel like Cure has, they have more conceptual albums, though, than The Smiths. The oh, yeah. Smiths have songs that. All right. For fuck's sake, pornography, well, man. We, yeah. we just did yeah. that not so long ago, and that's a. But we also did seventeen seconds, and in my personal, I, I only need a song or two off that. I, w- I would, I could have done without seventeen seconds, but but, uh, but that seventeen seconds is a cohesive narrative of an album. It has the weirdness throughout. I sure. Do. And I was trying to, I was trying to pin down why the some of those other, you know emotional bands that were we we're recently getting uh with the rattlesnakes and you know some of that jangly uh what would you say jangle folk wasn't appealing <laughs> to me where, whereas the smiths always do mm-hmm. and i really think it is the johnny marg element i think it's the rye wit of morrissey but more than that is just the you know jangle pop 
rock elements. They have more rock elements than than not. Yeah, for sure. Johnny Marr's riffs are so like light and effortless. They just like like twiddle over the strings, uh, and they're so catchy. You know, like yeah. it's. It's it's different from a lot of we we've talked about like a lot of cool guitar players and the Johnny Marr effect is kind of its own thing like what he's doing. Yeah, I was I was surprised to see the jam and sound effects because um, I had never heard that album before we did the project and that actually brought me right into the replacements right into the yep. Smiths and I thought damn that was that was pretty impressive. Obviously, it's a little bit of a different thing, but, but close. Yeah. Has it, it's a little bit of a throwback. It's a little bit of that Rick Rickenbacker sixties birds throwback. Yeah. He's like, but he, he, he's shredding it like David Crosby never would. Yeah. Of course. You know, he, he, like, these aren't like, Yeah. It's got like that, that jangly Rickenbacker birdsy sound, but his riffs aren't Roger McGinn riffs. Like he, he's doing some cool, Cool, uh, man. I wish I could describe it better. Just go listen to this album. No, he he's got yeah. some Billy Zoom licks. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, on. absolutely. Yeah, like the, yeah. Every time I listen to it, it always sounds like there's three or four guitars too. <laughs> yeah, I just don't understand how it happens. I wish I had so. Like I said, I only ever heard uh, "The Queen Is Dead" like end to end as a as a Smiths album. And listening to this, I knew the meet is murder song is coming up. Like I've always known about that song, you know, since I was in high school Yeah, and I knew what it was about and I've heard it described to you. I've never sat down and listened to it. So listening to it like right before Halloween, some headphones on, it's kind of disturbing. (laughs) Uh, It's a great song. I was ready for it to just, you know, it's, it's good. How do you feel about it? I mean, it's fair. It's fair. I really want to know how, how our group feels about it. It's an interesting song. It, it's very timely, I mean, obviously, for what it is, but... It yeah. is. It's hard to argue. I don't know. It's hard to argue against. It's a very, it's a very passionate, yeah. you know, like, bleeding heart song. Um, yeah. And it's earnest, you know. Uh, it sounds like he's, you know, pretty upset about this. Yeah. Um, so I liked it. It was like a horror movie song, and I kind of felt like shit listening to it. But, uh, yeah, you know... It's okay for an album to make me feel I like mean, shit. He, sure. he cares more about the animals than he does about immigrants. So it's cool. Yeah, well, that's the he, thing, he, Rob. Thank he's, you. He's got, his, uh, he's got his priorities where where his priorities are. Uh, best that's thing a, that's, best thing I read uh, about <laughs> Ty Reiver at the Christ Guy Review, and he just ended it was like, don't forget what the resident said. Hitler was also a vegetarian. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and like, like he was he was he was sniffing out the bullshit back in 85. Yeah, I, it, it's it's cool. It, it's a cool song. Mm-hmm. Um, I was more interested in uh, hearing the chiptune version that PETA made for uh, a video game <laughs> where you have to save all the animals. <laughs> I read that too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is that the one with the Tanuki suit? <laughs> Mario 3. <laughs> they made a game with a Tanuki suit to talk about the plight of the Tanuki in Japan. Oh, wow. No, that's not the one with the Tanuki suit. Uh, yeah, I wrote about it. It's it's a song that, I mean, it kind of sounds like a joke uh, nowadays or, you know, you can be cynical listening to it, but the impact, the impact of listening to it is still there. I mean, it's haunting mm-hmm. for sure. So I, in yeah. 
for that to come from the Smiths is is kind of interesting. So it's very effective, and the sort of rolling piano and the ominous tones that they provide in the song it's it's pretty effective. Um, yeah, I mean it's a, it's a, it's effective to the point where like in ninety six ninety seven like straight edge raver girls were giving me these PETA pamphlets like yeah. with Mita's murder like mm-hmm. stamped on it like yeah. So I mean. It, It'll always remind me of PCU. Yeah. I've never seen PCU. Oh, man. PCU is great. I don't know. PCU is uh, it, it, fantastic. Kyle, as a, as, a, as a full-grown adult who hasn't seen that movie, you're going to have to, like, really put on your uh, your 18-year-old, like, Just about wolf culture. I mean, it's got yeah. George Clinton in it. It does have it's George Clinton George, in it. So... I thought that song was great, and I, I like the uh, I like the um, uh, the the sample work in it, and uh, I, I didn't look into how they were building some of the other sounds, but I mean they. Pretty uh, pretty spot on for what a what a slaughterhouse what, sounds like. Yeah, what what a downer of a song it yeah. is. Um, I thought the animal sounded a little too happy in that, but I think it was a little because uh, I've been to it. They they wanted to make it sound like a abattoir, and uh, they did a good job. But there's there's more screaming. <laughs> I can tell. I can attest to. Um, and uh, yeah. From your rural life as a child, you can... <laughs> I can attest to what a slaughterhouse is like, yes. Um, and I and I think the reason they didn't want to go overboard, because they didn't want it to feel like... They didn't want you to purposely, like, throw up, <laughs> like, Don't listening they? to the song. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they, they did convince uh, on Thanksgiving a Scottish... Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, television? A Scottish television show to uh, show video of, uh, of slaughterhouses. Yeah. In action. And I did see Morrissey a couple years ago, and when that song, when he plays that song, they do show clips of, like, slaughterhouses and things like that. Oh, awesome. Ben, it, do you want to talk fair. about it's when uh, you were working at the uh, uh, at the club when Morrissey came through? Oh, uh, yeah, I was, I was working at a theater in town when Morrissey came through, and it was my job to go around to all of the refrigerators in the building and throw away all the coffee creamers because if there is any coffee creamer in any of the refrigerators, Morrissey would not play. That's my Morrissey story. Beautiful. What a was, it, was it just the creamer or milk too? Well, most like there wasn't milk in a lot of the refrigerators at the theater, but there's creamer in almost every one because you know, we've got Teamsters, like people are there from like 5 a.m. on. Everyone's drinking coffee all day. Uh, it was not a popular decision to not have creamer available. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> it doesn't affect me at all, but it's a very funny, uh, yeah, very funny thing. It's a weird flex. Yeah, you want to talk about the song we listen to right now, Kyle? I saw you dancing. You got some I just, barbarism I just, begins at home. Because I remember... You know, no, like what 1980. Nowhere fast. No, this is uh... no barbarism. Oh, this is barbarism. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is where dad's hitting you in the head. 
Because from what I from what I recall, like 1980, that was when they started like burning disco records, right? Yeah, and making big big stunts about. So to have a an unabashedly, you know, post disco song in 1985, I mean, I guess maybe you know, Gang of Four was doing something kind of like this, but this is yeah. very disco. It's more dancey. The disco elements. He would be repeating lyrics ad nauseum and the guitar would not be flowing the way it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I get to where you're coming with this sort of like a uh, hi-hat work in that sort of no, bouncing once, bass, but... Yeah, once Rob brought up that it sounds like Drain Duran, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I think it just sticks out because the rest of the album, perhaps. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, I think they do a good job with the diversity too, with the having a rockabilly song, having a ballad, having this yeah more dancey disco song even meet his murder is like completely on this side of the spectrum so they're definitely doing it Bruce, do you think that's part of why you don't view them as a an album band uh yeah actually yes i mean they have a wide collection and i don't know it's just every every time i listen to uh smith it just seems like each song is is its own unique sort of like element its own story too. I think that's what Morrissey brings to a lot of these songs is it's a real focus on a specific item. Right. And he has a lot of characters in his songs. He'll always talk about, you know, William or, or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just the different characters around him or the, or different places. He'll, he'll name drop places and things like that. So, it always feels like a very individual song. Uh, so this was the only album to go to number one on the UK charts. Pretty surprising. Oh, yeah. With The Queen Is Dead coming up. But huh. Maybe, I'm, not, I'm not familiar maybe with that. Maybe that title one. was controversial, you know? Yeah, but Meet Is Murder is probably pretty controversial <laughs> yeah. as well. That's true. I like that, too, because I do like Morrissey doesn't shy away from just being like, well... The punks did it, so why do we? Why would we not? You know, yeah. take on the establishment of you know the monarchy and talk dissing the queen. He's talking about t- pulling down his trousers and saluting the queen in this album. So I just pulled up Queen is Dead. That's full of hits. Yes. Yeah. Queen is Dead is a fucking banger. Yeah, yeah. and even as a Smith fan, I don't know. I don't know if I would put this in the book. Queen is dead, 100%, but without How Soon Is Now? I mean, trying to be totally just... uh, This album wants to have How Soon Is Now on it. It does, yeah. Yeah, I only listened to it with it, so... Feel bad for you, son. (laughs) (laughs) Damn you, Spotify! It still got to number one without that song. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the, good for them, but the that single is is better than the rest of the entire yeah. record. It defi- it became the defining song. Mm-hmm. So, but I I do I enjoy this record. This record's gonna get a a, a positive from me. Mm-hmm. I like most of the songs on it, and I don't even like Morrissey very much. Yeah, but I, I but yeah, yeah. The, the, but this is a good record. I, I'll I'll endorse this one. Yeah, every song for me. I love this record. This is great. I think Rob. I'm just gonna say uh, meat is meh der. 
yeah. and just go with a, a neutral. neutral or, uh, did you have that written down, Rob? Yes, I did. Need his med. It's right there. It's, uh, it's highlighted. Need his med. Underlined it's not times. highlighted. <laughs> uh, and you, Birch? Yeah, I mean, you can't ask me about Smith. I mean, I'm going to go positive on it for sure. I am disappointed, though. How soon is now? I just... It's hard to talk about this album without talking about that song. It has some of the best lines. Mm-hmm. It's for, the sun for, and the air for me. Yeah, the the air to nothing in particular. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. <laughs> so good, and the way you know Morrissey repeats lines, um, or he'll you think he'll rhyme the next stanza with the previous line, and he just slides right out of rhyming. Uh, it, it's 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 beautiful, and we'll get more of that, you know, as yeah. we as we get more. Songs. I always really love the line, "I am human, and I need to be loved, just like everybody else does." I'm like my saddest days. I was like, "Yeah, Morrissey." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a universal truth. Uh, yeah. All right, I got one more thing here. Uh, even famous vegetarian Paul McCartney, who has written tracks about British. In Northern Ireland, revolutionary politics and 9-11 has never written a song about vegetarianism. He once told me he'd always found it curiously hard to commit one to paper, even though he'd tried and greatly admired the Smith's effort. Hmm. Morrissey is better than Paul McCartney. <laughs> oh, hot take. Uh, hot heard, take. heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it did... I mean, there was another sort of like uh, anarchy punk band called Conflict, and they had a song called Meet Is Murder um, that came out slightly before this. So, I mean, he could have been picking up on that or it could have just been the sort of conversation at the time of, you know, vegetarianism. I was at a house show once in Indianapolis, and I think the band was like called The Garages or some shit, and they were like... Everyone knows that meat is murder, but did you know that dairy is rape? And then went like directly into uh, I don't know what, what whatever that uh, that indie rock uh, of nineteen ninety eight was, <laughs> and I still remember it. I still re- I remember going, huh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we'll be talking about Tom Waits' Rain Dogs. Thanks, y'all. This beautiful creature must die. A death for no reason, and death for no reason is murder. And the flesh you so fancifully fry is not succulent, tasty, or kind. It's death for no reason and death